issues and we're trying to help them out. One of the first questions we ask is, which is a really weird question, is, you know, how much money are you willing to lose? And so when I ask that question, yeah, no one can see me, but I'm actually holding up a zero. <laughs> when I say, how much money are you willing to lose? Nothing. I don't want to lose anything. But the reality is, how much do you want to lose? How much can you lose and still be able to sleep at night? just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Planning for retirement? Well, your 401k is one of the biggest parts of most people's retirement. And in times like these, how does one protect your biggest asset? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all of our questions and give us some guidance to help us stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hello, Ed. Hola. What's going on? Okay. So where do we... I know. Crazy times. I know. Election day is tomorrow. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, and these we'll are... know what the election results are in December. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. No yeah, joke. No. That's Let, not funny. Let's, let's hope we know. Uh, we just know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, uh, to get you can't started, make this stuff up. I, well, that's just it. You know, we started looking <laughs> last week and seeing the craziness of the market last week. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of volatility, you know, and our math was telling us weeks out that it was going to get a little crazy. Well, that was kind of where you instigated some of these videos you sent out to clients just to say, hey, there's going to be a, a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. Keep uh, an eye out. And more importantly, call. Let's discuss where your 401k is. Let's discuss where your IRAs are. Let's take a Everything, look yeah. Yeah, at how you're invested. You know, because this 2020. It's been a crazy year. I mean, this the whole COVID-19 and, uh, you know, not just from the health aspects, but I'm talking about the overall effect it's had on our country, um, our economy, you know, people's finances, their retirement savings. And when we talk about retirement savings, you know, we're talking about their 401ks, 403bs for federal employees, their thrift savings plans, you know, 457, and the list goes on and on and on. And that's such a big part of people's retirement because, for the average American, other than their homes, that's their single largest asset Yep, is the retirement plan. So in, I was talking with Kim, a family a week before last, and, you know, she said that her and her husband, they consider themselves very normal, kind of average everyday people here in America. And, you know, she's concerned with the current climate. Their biggest concern is their 401k. And like she said, we're not rich. We don't have a ton of money, but they are depending on their 401k for retirement. And, you know, she was concerned because she didn't want to have a repeat 
of 2008. Yeah. You know, when her and her husband lost a, a ton of money and they're getting close to the finish line, right? They're in that red zone where they're within a couple years of retirement. They're not willing to take a step back and, and maybe have to work an extra year or two until things kind of settle down. Well, and that's kind of why you give the five-year mark. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You know, and time is a big part of it. You know, the question is, people always say, all right, you know, how do we protect our 401ks? You know, how do we protect that asset? And and it's not a simple answer because everyone is different. And, you know, you hear me say it all the time. You can't look at it myopically as, hey, this is, you know, a singular thing. It has to be part of the overall plan. Yeah. Right. And these are very challenging times right now. You know, the economy, it is recovering. Just you know, everything's based on the math. Just look at the math because we had the largest, you know, one quarter growth in U.S. history. However, before that, we also had one of the, the biggest drops, right? Well, that's kind of why 2020 will go down as in relation to people's retirement accounts as having probably the most punches to the gut in one given year, just as the unknowns, the unknowns that yeah. hit the market. Yeah. And, you know, the economy, even though we had all that growth, there's still a lot of companies that aren't open. There's still a lot of states that never, ever opened, you know, yeah. or only partially. And we've seen a rise in a lot of COVID cases, whether you agree or disagree. I mean, it's causing a lot of these states to now start kind of closing these businesses again or tempering them. And so that has an effect on the economy. And I bring this all up because everything has to do with the markets and the market hates bad news. It absolutely hates it. But what it hates even worse is uncertainty. Right? Mm -hmm. And there's so much uncertainty right now when it comes to the economy and businesses. There's so much uncertainty when it comes to the health aspects of COVID and the impact that it's going to have on everything. And there's a lot of uncertainty on what's going on tomorrow, Election Day, November yeah. 3rd, right? Yep. And we just talked about this. When you're in that red zone, you know, within two to five years of retirement, you don't want to go through another 2008 or 9-11 or, or even earlier this year. And, you know, we were all very lucky, very blessed that the recovery of the market, it almost broke even in six months. I mean, that's unheard of yeah. after that big of a dip, yeah. right? So. As you get closer to that point in time, you know, it's taking some of the chips off the table, some of those savings and protecting some of those assets, it's really important. But keep in mind, when we talk about this on this podcast, we're speaking in generalities. Everyone's situation is completely different. And, you know, depending on your situation, again, it should be part of your overall plan. And one of the questions when we meet with families and we're trying to help them out, one of the first questions we ask is, which is a really weird question, is, you know, how much money are you willing to lose? Yeah. It's not about the returns, right? We say it all the time. No, it's that risk component. That is the big, you know, when they are looking at the overall picture, what, knowing that they're in the market, what are you willing to lose? risk, right? And so when I ask that question, yeah, no one can see me, but I'm actually holding up a zero. <laughs> <laughs> when I say, how much money are you willing to lose? Nothing. I don't want to lose anything. And I get that. But the reality is how much do you want to lose? How much can you lose and still be able to sleep at night? And I always go back to Warren Buffett's quote that he's used a couple times and it was a little prophetic when he used it at the end of January of this year, right? January 2020, when he said that you would be crazy to risk what you have for something you don't need. Yeah. And he was posed a question, hey, you know, why are you moving cash? There's a lot of good buys out there and the market was on a run, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and so- when you're thinking of a Warren Buffett coming up and that kind of thought process, you know, that's the same process that we have when we're helping families. You know, why would you put everything you have at risk if you don't have to? Yeah. 
So as we are looking at this and giving people practical advice on what to do, you would say what about how the 401k is invested? Yeah. And let's kind of set the foundation, right? So that it may make a little bit more sense. You know, obviously, the closer you get to retirement, you know, or especially if you're in a retirement, you need to make sure that you have enough money that's not at risk so that you can live and enjoy life. You know, if the market takes a downturn like this year or there's a lot of volatility and be able to maintain your lifestyle and, you know, see your grandkids and see your kids and and not be looking at your account every day and saying, oh, my gosh, how can I pay my bills? Right. (laughs) You know, and so this is really we use the prudent investor rule, which is really the the rule of 100. And, And again, you know, I'm talking about generalities. And so our whole concept, right, when we're helping families, the way that we plan we use safety, income, and growth, right? So you have to have money that's safe. And when I say that, you know, that's liquid, accessible, that's your emergency funds, right? Yeah. Six to 12 months cash on hand. I'm not talking about guaranteed or anything. I'm just talking about money that you need so that, God forbid, you lose your job or your spouse loses their job. Then you have your money for income, which is really the conservative bucket. And then you have your money for growth. And so when you think about the money that's for growth, that's your 401k. That's what's invested in the market, your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, you know, some 401ks or exchange traded funds. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Yep. And the question is, well, how much should we have in that growth bucket? Well, again, we use that concept, the age-based investing, the prudent investor role, which is the rule of 100. That's where you take your age, you subtract it from 100. And let's just say that you're 60 or 65. We'll use 60. Okay. That means... Whatever dollar amount that you have, you should never have more than 40% of that money at risk in the market. Now, again, these are rules, general rules, right, guidelines. But I, I always use this as an example when we're teaching a class. You know, we use our kids as an example. Mm-hmm. When they were all born, we were very aggressive as far as saving for, for college. And once they got close to high school, we started taking chips off the table. And by the time they were seniors in high school right before they're going on to college, we had a lot of money that was ultra conservative and a lot sitting in cash. And the reason is, you know, we didn't want to have to worry about the market going up and up and up. And as soon as we needed the money, the market crashed. And now we're going to have to sell everything at a deep discount and mm-hmm. lose money. Yeah. You know, we'd have enough for the first couple of years, but then eventually what? You run out of money. <laughs> eventually. Right? And it's the same concept when it comes to retirement. Now, you have to have money over on the growth. You just have to, to hedge against things like inflation and healthcare spousal income replacement, you know, long-term care, all these things. But everything that you don't need, you know, that's for growth, that other 60% is really should be on the other side and split between your income, conservative bucket, and safety because you want to have enough money over there, whether it's Social Security, pension, annuities, dividends, rental income from real estate, you know, whatever your sources of income are going to be, that no matter what the market does, you still got stuff to You're pay be the able bills. To maintain. Yep. Yep, that's exactly it. Okay. So now that we've kind of set the stage for that, that's why I'm saying what you have in your 401k, it should be part of the overall plan because that's part of the safety income and growth. You know, what's that total dollar amount that you have? You know, and how much are you willing to lose? You know, the average family, when they come in, <laughs> I think I can count on one hand the number of people that have not said zero, but none of them, you know, no one wants to lose any money. And rightfully so, but they're willing to take a little bit of risk. And let's just say that, you know, they're willing to lose 10%. And if that's $500,000 of total savings that they have, 
that means they're only willing to lose 50000 Or if it's a million of savings that they have, that means they're only willing to lose 100000 That's a lot of money. And in most families, it's somewhere between that 8 to 15% range. Okay. So then if you're looking at that and you're looking at your 401k, especially if you're getting close to that, that retirement, that red zone, now you can start saying, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. I have 100% of the money. And that's pretty typical. I have 100% of my money over in growth. And we've seen that. Yeah. And we've seen that many, many, over many 90, times. Yes. 90% of the folks, the families that come in, 95, I'll say even that we're being conservative, mm-hmm. have 90 to 95%, if not more, of their money over in growth. And over the last 10 years, except for 2020, I mean, it's been a good thing, right? I mean, it's been a good and bad thing. So it's been good because the last 10 years, the market's almost doubled up until this year. It's been a bad thing because, you know, there's a little volatility, a lot of risk that people are taking. And that came out this year in 2020. Well, I think even aside from 2020, the lesson that 2020 has taught a lot of us that are on the side of looking at retirement within the next 10 years, you have to be proactive. You can't just sit back and say, oh, I'll look at this six months before I retire. Ostrich. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm just going to put my head in the sand, it'll all go away. Yeah. And it will all go away. <laughs> well, that, that, that <laughs> you know, is... And, that, and that's the problem, right? And that's where, you know, you talked about the plan. You talked about sitting down yeah. and having somebody look at your overall picture. But that is so important when you are dealing with retirement being so close that you have some kind of plan at play here. Yeah, and you know what? Your advisors should be reaching out to you and asking these questions. And if they haven't, give them a call and say, hey, as part of my overall plan, you know, what adjustments should we make? And in all fairness, the way that the Department of Labor works, you know, advisors, even fiduciaries, you know, like us, I mean, we can't log on to people's accounts and we can't make those changes. So you've got to be a little proactive yourself and say, hey, I need help. And hopefully they've reached out to everyone and said, hey, give us a call. Well, and and that's the one thing that I want to nail down you are able to help when you get on the phone with somebody and they are talking to you about their 401k. You are able to help. You're just not able to get on. You're not managing those funds. Mm -hmm. So an advisor is somebody that can say, oh, this is what you're invested in. This is what your risk is based off all these things that you're invested in. And then these are the options that you have. So when you do talk with your advisor, you need to have your current investment lineup, which is everything that you have available to you to invest in Mm -hmm. that's offered through your 401k plan or thrift savings plan, or 457, or for whatever it is, okay? And then you also need to have what you're currently invested in. And hopefully you'll give that to your advisor ahead of time so that they can do a little bit of research and go through it. And most of us, you know, we do it on the fly, but, you know, being able to do a little bit of research and, you know, give you the answers that you need, again, making sure that it adheres to your overall plan. Now, I'm going to say one thing. We're talking about people that are close to retirement. You know, and the concept of age-based investing, and these are general rules. But, you know, we also have families that we're dealing with that aren't close to retirement, but they're still not willing to take the risk. Yep. And again, it's not about the returns. It's about the volatility. So being able to manage the volatility, and the volatility is the ups and downs. Super high returns, super big losses too. So it goes up, up and down. And being able to kind of smooth that out, then you don't have to chase those returns over the long haul. And if you can have a nice steady ride, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable. So being able to make these adjustments for a lot of folks, it's going to be a good thing no matter what your age is. 
We all feel a little bit better when we're proactive about things. Yeah. And here's the thing. So if you're getting online and you're making changes on your 401k plan, just remember, it's not going to be like your brokerage account. It's not instantaneous. So you're looking, you know, it could take 24 or 48 hours. And we've heard over the last you know, week or so that some of these custodians and administrators, they're taking upwards of five and six business days, not calendar days. So again, just make sure that you're talking with your advisor, getting the answers that you need as part of your overall plan to make those decisions. This is not a snap your finger change. That's okay. Correct. So how can people find out what they need to do as far as saving on taxes? Well, yeah. You know, when you're talking about your 401k and saving on taxes, again, you know, since you're going through this whole process, look at what you have in the traditional part, the pre-tax, as well as into the Roth 401k. Because remember, you know, we don't know what taxes are going to be down the road, but this goes hand in hand with your investments because wealth is not what you make or, you know, what you save. It's what you get to keep. So, Again, you know, working with your advisor as part of your overall plan is going to be key. All right. So if you need to find out a little bit more information, you want to get a hold of Ed, you can get a hold of him at egsifinancial.com. You can also send him an email through info at egsifinancial.com or give us a call at the office and we will get you in touch with him at 614 614- Five two six four one one eight. Thanks, Ed. Absolutely. And if you have questions and you want us to review your 401k plan, no cost, no obligation, just give us a call. We'll do everything we can to help you out. Thanks, Leanne. Hey, when was the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the Retirement Fitness Plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102-0619. 